Thank you for downloading and listening to the Spooky Doings podcast. My name is Rick Usman. I'm an improviser from New York who can't do improv at the moment as we're still hip deep in uh, the COVID-19 pandemic, but that's okay. We're staying creative. Joining me once again with the buttons, the boops, the beeps, the bobs is our youth correspondent, young Chelsea Bennington. How you doing, Chelsea? I am hanging in there. I'm good. Yeah, it's, an, it's pretty outside. It's, mm-hmm. you know, it is what it is, but I'm um, hanging in there. I'm glad you're well. And we are joined today by Spooky Doings and Final Girl performer. Uh, and she is a horror aficionado. And that's why we came to feel very fondly about her very quickly upon meeting her, Miss Vicki Martin. Hey, guys. Hello. Hi. Thank you for joining us virtually. Uh, in our own version of the lawnmower man that hopefully uh, ends better than that story did. (laughs) Also, Vicky, I have to say, I love your hair getting longer. It's cute. Oh, thanks. Yeah. Yeah, it's been, the only thing that's been weird is because, you know, there's no um, hair shops or barber shops that are open right now. So I'm still trying to figure out what to do with all this. Um, (laughs) It's been a journey. Well, it looks cute. I like it. it it's Thanks. a wonderful thing. Uh, and you're still working, uh, Vicky. Um, do you mind sharing with our audience what you do? Uh, sure. So I work as a crew member at Trader Joe's. Okay. So. And, and you're still healthy, and I'm very happy for that. Mm-hmm. I mean... Yeah. <laughs> Knock on wood. Yes. Yeah. So, uh, whoever encounters Vicky in their travels, tip generously. Don't touch her. Yeah. <laughs> Keep like, I'll take like a wave like six feet away. Yeah. <laughs> Just say a couple extra bucks by the bag, Casa, and then walk the fuck out is what I Toss do. it. Toss it at her. Pretty much. But that's, yeah, crumble up the bills and go catch them. Uh, but let's, well, let's get back to the, to the jovial nature. So I'm really pissed off lately. And I want to talk about fun things with wonderful people that uh, I love dearly. Um, I don't remember where I came up with the idea for the topic of this episode. Uh, but I wanted to do one. And I'm like, Vicky knows horror inside and out, much like Chelsea and myself. So I want to talk about creepy kids. Because kids are creepy in general, but when you put yeah. them in a horror movie, somehow it just gets fucking amplified. So let's go all in on some of our favorite creepies. I'm going to turn it to ladies first, because ladies first, who wants to start us off? One that comes to mind. Well, for me, uh, and I don't want to spoil this for Vicky if you haven't seen it. Vicky, have you watched The Lodge yet? What is it? The Lodge. I have not. Well, this doesn't really spoil anything. I don't think so. But in the, you know, main plot of The Lodge, there's these two kids and um, they suck. (laughs) 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 They they, they suck. But uh, the kid that he's also, I mean, he's probably going to be a teenager soon, if not a preteen, still a kid. But 
He's also in It. He's yeah. the main kid in It with the Jaden, stutter. Jaden Martell. He played Bill Denbrough in the most recent version of It. Yeah, a uh, Bill, yes. Um, he was in Knives Out as like the yeah. young Nazi conservative kid. He's he's a very talented actor, but he's he's one of the kids in the lodge, and he just has a way about him that was really unsettling in that movie. So that's my mm. latest creepy kid. Um, I, I can probably think of others. Vicky, what, what comes to mind for you? Honestly, the one movie I've been thinking of is, you guys know The Village. Yeah. Right? Yes. Just all those creepy ass kids them. with mind control powers. Oh, Village of the Damned. Yeah. Okay. Because you said The Village and I was thinking that M. Night Shyamalan movie. And Oof. I'm like, I mean, that's creepy in another way. Yeah, yeah like I, I only saw it once, hated it, and remember nothing about it. It's fair. But Village of the Damned is one that definitely comes to mind. Mm-hmm. What do they call them? The Cuckoos in that movie? Yeah, they do. I never saw the original, but the John Carpenter remake was really, really great. Uh, yeah, that's the one um, I saw too that I really liked. Um, I, 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 as a horror fan, I always reference that. Like, I like Mark Hamill in every movie that's not Star Wars more than I do the Star Wars. So seeing him as a priest in this film was very amusing. Uh, along with uh, fucking uh, Clark Kent, Christopher Reeves as the lead who has to bring these kids down. Uh, and Kirstie Alley wanting to experiment on them. But that that was definitely a fun movie of just these fucking kids that they 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 got these powers, mm-hmm. and they are as vindictive as children can be. And that's that's definitely one yeah. of the things that I love about the genre is that it holds up the mirror to our society that kids aren't always as sweet and innocent. As, as as the idea that new parents are sold, they can be such vicious little pricks uh, at the drop of a hat, and definitely Village of the Damned uh, focuses on that in a much heightened way. And to go back to Chelsea's mentioning of the Lodge, the kids in that movie. Uh, I was fortunate enough to see that before lockdown in the theater, and I enjoyed it. Uh, I felt bad that they were terrorizing Elvis, terrorizing Elvis Presley's grandbaby throughout the movie. I'm like, I'm like, how dare you? <laughs> Leave her <laughs> alone. <laughs> She's the king's grandbaby. <laughs> Be nice. She might buy you a brand new Cadillac. <laughs> but you know that that's just me. Um, one that I've had, I've had trouble remembering all of the others and we're going to try to get to them because there's a lot of great ones but as my mind kept going on it's the last one that really fucking disturbed me it's kevin from we need to talk about kevin oh, oh yeah i was yeah. wondering if kevin would be mentioned in this. like kevin in the room oh, yeah. okay. it's the kevin in the room yeah but, but both of you have seen this movie you know what i'm talking about let's hear your your thoughts please Oh, God. I mean, it's, you know, it's really, really, there's a part of me, to be honest, in real life that's not the biggest fan of kids. So automatically going into it, I'm like, all right, 
so he is a child and he is also a psychopathic killer <laughs> so i'm kind of on the mob side right now on that yeah i think they i think that movie did it it's definitely one of those movies that I only needed to watch it once. I yes. will not watch it again. I'm glad I watched it, but I do appreciate movies where they wrestle with the relationship a mother and a child is supposed to have by social norms. And I just, I liked that they explored with uh, Tilda Swinton's character not feeling connected to this child and what it feels like to not be connected, you know, to your child in a way that everyone forces you to think you're supposed to, um, mm -hmm. whether it be like postpartum depression or, you know, any other reason that you just may not feel connected. And then you just throw on that layer that he is a psychopath. <laughs> he, um, you know, he's not the ideal child and, you know, the movie does wrestle with, you know, is she at fault for any of it, which I do not think she is. Mm -hmm. um, but he was, he was a little terror. Holy crap. He was, <laughs> and he, uh, what's his name? Ezra, Ezra Miller. Miller. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He just did a fantastic job. Cause I watched, uh, we need to talk about Kevin right after I watched the perks of being a wallflower and he's so different in the perks of being a wallflower. He's absolutely delightful in that movie. <laughs> um, so to go from that to, we need to talk about Kevin. I was like, wow. That, that's right. definitely mm -hmm. a testament to his acting mm -hmm. because, you know, previously I'd just seen him in the shitty DC movies as the flash and oh yeah, uh, like a little part in that uh, fantastic beast. And it's like, eh, okay. And this movie made me hate him. And, you know, as horror fans, we kind of get desensitized in like a good way that we can watch anything nothing very few things really scare us but this movie got under my skin deep in there uh and and quite frankly disturbed me like i knew what the plot was that i was getting into i didn't know that i would feel unclean in watching this movie and yeah like i never need to see it again and just recently, uh, Chelsea and I, among our group of friends, we do like a movie viewing club and then we get on Zoom and we discuss it. And one of our dear friends, a very, very sweet young lady, uh, had, we need to talk about Kevin on her list. And our friend does not like horror. And when I saw that, I'm like, no, no, stop. You, you do not need to watch this movie ever. This will scar your heart soul and uh no move on yeah <laughs> you and it's, that, it's someone who who's sensitive to animal cruelty as well so th that's another reason we were like there's a pet in it he's a psychopath that's all we need to tell you yeah not much <laughs> i also kind of wonder like with some of these creepy kids couldn't they be fixed by just a latin dad <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. get like the flip-flop yeah yeah well that, that that's more of a lady Thing like yeah you know, yeah definitely an abuela just hitting you with the chancleta might keep you but Latin dad be like oh okay so you know you want you want to you know can not be toilet trained as well as you're fine just sit in there you ain't shit you just live it's there a, it's a good point I mean some of these movies I remember 
like whenever me and my mom would watch movies with really bratty kids or unruly kids or even evil kids like you know kevin it's like an advocate for spanking yes and my mom's like i would hit him i would spank him um no it's not really an advocate for spanking but it does you know make you wonder like god just knock some sense into that time. one one thorough spanking by my dad and for uh, un- until i turned 18 all he had to do was gesture at his belt buckle and i would stop acting a fool right away <laughs> he was like a gunslinger in the old west just throwing oh, his trench coat <laughs> you back said, you suddenly heard the music what, what's that whistle yeah. that happens and the-, the good the bad and the ugly yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I just see his hand go towards his belt buckle. I'm like, I wasn't doing nothing. Like, that's right, you weren't doing nothing. This would absolutely be a Western. It would be the belt buckle. The camera would zoom in on Rick's wide eyes. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, man, see, I didn't get that, but I would get, like, if I acted up, I would get the, we're not bad. We're just disappointed. Like, that whole psychological. The emotional torture. That was the one that got me, yeah. Yeah, I didn't like that. I, I hated when my mom would say that she was disappointed. <laughs> it's not a good feeling. Yeah. It's, you know, I was watching, I think it was when I was watching the Bravo's 100 Scariest Movie Moments. It's a special they aired 16, 17 years ago. And, um, they counted down the 100 scariest movie moments and they had people like uh directors like john carpenter and rob zombie and rob reiner you know talking about these movies and these scenes and also actors from it and people that were popular in pop culture at the time and uh they were talking a lot about children in movies and i don't remember whose uh talking head said this but it's completely accurate that you know children do except for you know if you're not a fan of children already then maybe they don't but children do represent an innocence and for horror to touch them and leave them they're not safe like children are not safe when it comes to the horror genre um i mean depending you know of course on the movie but Mm-hmm. it's it's interesting you know how again children represent innocence and when you see them either possessed or the theme of losing a child like in pet cemetery and what you would do to bring them back um you know it's a it's a trope and horror that i very much enjoy because i feel like it's often done extremely well um yeah yeah like i think of like uh like the blob you know the 80s one where it's like they're in the sewer and it's like that friend of the little brother gets taken down and then you just see him like pop up and he's like half melted and it's like clearly you know he's dying and it kind of it ups the stake because you know before that you're like oh it's two kids like you know of course the kids are gonna live but then when you see one of them die you know as an audience member you're watching that and you're like oh shit you know like anyone that I've been watching and like care in this movie can die, you know, and it ups that uh, pressure when you're watching it. Completely agreed. It, it shows nobody is fucking safe, which you need because a lot of the times, uh, you know, uh, 
the, the, the pets and the kids will come out unscathed. And I'd rather that, you know, the pets come out unscathed. Uh, <laughs> I want the pets to be the final girls and that's it. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. But yeah, when, when the kid gets got, it's like, all right, yeah, th- this, any convention that comes to mind, fuck it. Uh, Chelsea bringing up Pet Cemetery. I like. Vicky, have you seen the the remake? Yes. I have. Okay, cool. So we can talk about it. For our listeners that haven't, uh, spoiler alert, we'll talk about both versions. There is, of course, uh, the original one where young Gage gets got and takes out Herman Munster. Uh, that still kind of makes me sad. Um, I know, it is sad. Yeah. And, and, and that kid was young and, and doing... They worked well. That was a for, creepy kid. Yeah, but creepy, uh, creepy, creepy. Yeah. L- looking at it so many years later, and the edits, it's like they really did a lot with a kid that was kind of given, incapable of giving them anything. What you get when you get a woman director. Yeah, exactly, and that's why with the remake switching it so the older sister is the one that died, and, and it's mm-hmm. the young girl from the Ranger. It's like okay, I. I hated that that aspect got spoiled for me ahead of time because now I'm, I would have preferred it to be a su- surprise, but I understand why they got an older actor than an infant to be the dead child. You get a better, creepier performance. She was doing this thing with one of her eyes uh, that just left me unsettled uh, from that point on. And then they still hit those important shots of taking out John Lithgow, slicing the Achilles. And then once that's done, it's like, oh, now we're freestyling. This can go anywhere. It's like, oh, it's like a brand new movie. So what, what did you think of those two, please? Um, I mean, I, I liked that they had um, the older sister doing it. And I get why they did it. Because then, you know, like in the original, it was like you couldn't really give a lot of like what the kid was saying from the book into like a younger actor I guess so I get why they went there um I don't know though there was some parts of the movie to be honest a lot of parts of the movie I was like eh that's fair I liked it but I didn't I I went into it with pretty low expectations or maybe no expectations at all because I thought the trailers looked great I was Mm. definitely into it I wanted to see it in theaters but just didn't get around to it when it came out um so when I saw that it was on Hulu I was excited to watch it but at the same time I wasn't going into it thinking you know this is gonna be fantastic and hold up to the original because I do love the original so much um and I liked it, and I, I understood the choices that they made. It, it's definitely, again, a movie that, you know, I'm not going to revisit it anytime soon. Um, and it's not one that I'm going and texting my friends that love horror saying, you need to watch, you know, the, re- the Pet Cemetery remake. But mm-hmm. um, it, it was fine. I, I definitely, I did just kind of miss the really creepy child factor it was still there, but I, I just didn't feel like it was as as fun as I felt yeah. like it was in the original Pet Cemetery. I mean, you know, honestly, uh, the best parts of the remake, though, were the cats, definitely. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> the cats were amazing. Yes, high-quality casting with mm-hmm. the cats. And some very good animal acting. 
mostly I miss Herman Munster because sometimes that is better. <laughs> he does yeah. give that line. And I, I, I do guy. love John Lithgow. I mean, can anybody think of anything that John Lithgow's bad in? Not really. But uh, no. I, mm-hmm. I, I do like when he comes into the horror genre because usually he's just such a jovial dude and be it in uh, Raising Kane or Ricochet or even like that last good season of Dexter. It's like, holy shit. This he really was so good in Dexter. He was such a complicated character. Mm-hmm. Like that could have been done so poorly, but I think it's because they got John Lithgow in it. It was mm-hmm. fantastic. You know, one <clears throat> underrated creepy kid that I didn't even think of until until this discussion when I was just thinking about, you know, kids that um, are maybe possessed or have changed in a way. But even in the first, and especially the second one, I I don't know if you guys saw the American versions of The Ring, The Ring and The Ring 2. That kid is, I mean, he already has like an eerie factor about him in the first one, even though nothing's really wrong with him other than you know watching the videotape um but in the second one and spoiler alert um but the movie came out a very long time ago um (laughs) he's he's possessed right by by the little girl in some type of way and he's really creepy in that one that was a good good actor Hmm. i think he also was in texas chainsaw massacre I, I don't recall. I remember the Jessica Beale one. He was Jedediah or whatever that well that fucking Billy kid's name is. <laughs> I think it's the same actor, but I could be making that up. No, I, it's been a while since I've watched uh, any of the Ring movies, and I know I like them, but for whatever reason, I found the the, the young boy creepier in Ringu just because of the short pants of the school uniform. <laughs> that the clothing choices yeah that creeps me out more because yeah. i wore i wore a uniform going to catholic school for 12 years but at least they didn't make me wear short pants it is the same actor success all right very so good just had to check <laughs> he was creepy in texas chainsaw massacre too i re i rewatched that about a month or so ago the jessica beale one yeah. from 2003 it holds up i like it it, it does it, it certainly does yeah, I don't know. I think uh, I've been thinking of like Night of the Living Dead. Uh, you know what I mean? When they're all stuck in the house, and it's like you know they get zombies coming at them from the front, and then they have this little girl in the basement who clearly got bitten, and is basically like a ticking time bomb. Oh my god! You know, before yes. she turns. That's. I thought that was really well done. The 90s one is pretty good too. Mm-hmm. The 90s remake. No, I love those because it's such a conflicted emotion to have where the kid still has like that innocence and that youth and you know is still alive and not it's not a possessed Damien type of character but at the same time just like you said ticking time bomb Mm. like there's just no if ands or buts that kid's going to become a zombie and it's like what do you do? Do you wait for it to become a zombie? Do you kill it while it's alive? Yeah, well, or not it. <laughs> kill the yeah. kid while it's alive. I like that conflicting or that confliction a lot. You you can make the excuse and that being the first one, they're establishing the rules. They don't know it yet. Yeah. 
That's uh, but but then in in Dawn of the Dead, when Ken Forey is at that uh, 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 station and they're fueling up the helicopter, and those two little blonde kids come out at him, and he just machine guns the fuck out of him. Because now you know. But yeah, at first, apparently, they're just sick. Well, you know, you're gonna, she's gonna take you out with a fucking gardening trowel and then (laughs) eat your bitch. This way. (laughs) Yeah. um, You mentioned Damien. Yes, Damien's a really good one. And I'm probably one of the few that didn't mind the remake. I didn't mind it either. I I thought it was good. Um, I love that it, I remember it came out June 6th, 2006. I was like, that's perfect. Well played. Well played. Uh, Damien's such a fun character because, I mean, yeah, he's just evil. (laughs) He's just an evil, evil boy. And um, when you're the adults, and it's almost like you're the adults and no one believes you, which is Mm -hmm. a turnaround of usually you're the kid and no one believes you. It's very interesting. But, yeah, what do you think about the Omen, Vicky? Have you seen, have you seen the remake by chance? Uh, I've just seen the one in the 70s. Mm. The remake is definitely not a must-see. It was just, yeah, I enjoyed it. They were it. remaking everything around that time. It was. It was like the mid-2000s yeah. when, like, The Grudge, everything came out. That was a creepy kid, too. Mm-hmm. No, I, I, during this quarantine, I had, did re-watch The Omen. And it's, it's a... Uh, Again, the kid's not doing much. It's it's just the surroundings, the ambiance, and definitely the music that makes mm. everything creepy. Uh, and you know, Gregory Peck searched to find out, you know, that the devil fucked a jackal and gave him his kid. Those were not in the adoption papers. <laughs> yeah. Info they left out. They left it out. It was it was smudged out with white out. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Like, what's this blank history? Yeah, yeah that's smile at the end. Yeah, don't yeah. worry about it. <laughs> Which reminds me of a newer creepy movie that's on Netflix. If you haven't watched it, I really recommend Eli. Uh, which, Ooh, I've been seeing, yeah, I've been seeing. Uh, it, it, it also it. helps, yeah, during these quarantine times uh, that there's this, this boy, he's uh, receiving treatment or what he's told is a, an autoimmune disorder, goes into this big fortress uh, where Lily Taylor is like the head doctor. And he's very much the boy in the fucking bubble as his parents are like transporting him to get there. It's like, what if his suit tears? Because it, it's not a pandemic storyline but you know you can feel for this kid as like you know his suit does get a tear and he starts fucking panicking and uh, it might have been his dad that shows up with duct tape because duct tape solves everything uh and then when he finally gets into this facility there are questions of are we seeing things as they truly are or is there some deception going on and it's a horror movie and this doesn't spoil everything because the horror the questions are no we're not seeing everything as they truly are and you're gonna find out what's what by the end of it and it's one of those movies that when you get to the end of it, it's like oh shit i like that in uh in like the the the, the vein of something like us 
where it's like, oh, or, or from Dust Till Dawn. I thought I was watching one thing, and it turns out I was watching another thing. Oh, yeah. yeah or oh, Psycho yeah. in that way. So if you got free time, which you know many of us do in the quarantine, and we got to have our entertainment indoors, check out Eli. Oh, that's that. a good recommendation. I'll try. Yeah. I'll do what I can. Spread the word. Uh, <laughs> any other favorites, ladies? Ooh, honestly, Alien. Um, on, you know, in the first one, it's just Ripley trying to get off the ship with this monster alien after. But I love that the second one brings the character of, like, new. Um, the basic plot of it is, if you haven't seen it, uh, if you escape the first ship, you know, now they're offering her this opportunity to, like, join the same company and go to um, this sort of abandoned village on another planet, which... Spoiler alert, another alien there. Uh, but one of the people that they find um, who survived the carnage of this alien is this little girl named New. And it brings like this really awesome, uh, another asset to Ripley and that, you know, now not only does she have to protect herself, but she kind of has to protect this sort of like surrogate daughter, you know, from all these other aliens. And it adds, like, a really, really nice um, other part to her. Didn't you recently rewatch those, Rick? I did. I did. Which they, uh, when we do our quarantine film episodes, yeah, that they're, they're a good example for that. Um, and I found Newt creepy in the way that I find all kids creepy. Uh, but in this mm-hmm. sense, she was, you know, more feral with a rat's nest for her hair. But I guess the reason why some of the characters might find her creepy, and maybe some of the audience as well, is that she knows more about what's going on than the grown folk. And the grown yeah. folk aren't inclined to listen because she's we, but you know, hey. Yeah. That, that's how she fucking survived. <laughs> hey, uh, oh man, yeah. Uh, one of my other ooh, creepiest ones. Is is Isaac from the Children of the Corn? He's the leader of that gang of kids. He's got a. He gave me nightmares. He's so creepy. He's got a ginger sidekick named Malachi that will cut a bitch. Oh, Malachi. (laughs) And then when they turn on him, he still has the upper hand of like, all right, you're fucking me over, but you know he still wants you, Malachi. And he's dressed like a little fucking preacher, which makes him extra creepy. Yeah, I can't, honestly, I can't, like, watch him in any sort of series after seeing him in that T-Rex, like, 90s movie that Denise Richards was in. What movie is that? And why haven't I watched it? (laughs) It's, um, I think it's called Tammy and the T-Rex. Basically, the plot is her boyfriend gets killed, but they put his mind into, like, a T-Rex. Anyway, the kid who plays um, the cult leader in Children of the Corn plays the si- like one of the scientists in that. Oh, sh- oh. I think Alamo movie- has this to rent. I was about to say this movie has has just had a recent resurgence, and in right before Vicky mentioned the title of it, I'm like, "What fucking movie is this?" And then you said it, and I'm like, "This movie is like popped up everywhere now, from like you know." Uh, Alamo Draft House, which yeah, I encourage all of our listeners to like uh, 
rent movies and support them if, mm-hmm. and stream it through them if you can and you want to watch one of those films. Uh, the side piece, I intend to watch Troll Hunter and a band called Death and throw some money at the Alamo Draft House because I love them and I want them to survive for when all this is over. No, I will now rent Tammy and the T-Rex from Alamo because I love Denise Richards and I love movie, stupid yeah. movies. So this is going to be great. I look, no, forward, love it. I look <laughs> forward to hearing what you think of Tammy and the T-Rex. I kept seeing that everywhere. Yeah, it's had, I, I wonder if Alamo's the reason it's had a resurgence. Because Possibly. Maybe. I think it's been on yeah. a maybe a couple other oh i think it's on shutter or yeah. it was on shutter I, I think that's why yeah nice <laughs> i'm excited <laughs> we we know what chelsea's doing when we're done recording this podcast she's gonna cross stitch and watch tammy and the t-rex <laughs> like a classy ass lady does you know now when i think about it with children of the corn and this is like a just a relatively obvious ob- observation is stephen king and creepy kids jesus like mm-hmm. everything carrie that yeah. he does yeah carrie um i didn't find, i didn't find carrie as creepy as her bullies but that's just me yeah her bullies do suck yeah. I mean, honestly, for me, the creepiest character in there would probably have to be the mom, you know? Oh, God, yeah, she was creepy. Batshit insane, mm. but completely believes, you know, she's in the right, clearly, but it's, she's not. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, I, uh, I agree. It, 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 as, as much as I love that character, again, being raised Catholic and knowing some some wacky religious people. I have all, mm-hmm. I, I'll confess, I've wanted to do this, but I haven't because I don't want to offend any of the wonderfully talented ladies that are part of Spooky Doings and Final Girls. I've always wanted to title one of our shows, And Eve Was Weak, just because it, it's <laughs> one of the lines that I quote most from that character, along with Dirty Pillows. But uh, I was going to say, if the suggestion is, yeah, the suggestion then has to be Dirty Pillows, you know? <laughs> But yeah, the Grady twins in The Shining, while we're talking about Stephen mm. King, uh, are another one of the the creepy ones. Oh yeah, and the the wonderful flashes uh, into uh, their deaths. And I don't how we feel about Danny as a creepy kid, Danny Torrance. He's unsettling. Yeah, maybe not creepy, but just a little unsettling. He's got that sort of like uh, I see dead people kind of feeling. Oh yeah. He's not yeah. super. You know, he's not creepy. It's just creepy that he has that ability. Uh, there's a theory on the internet that I love that posits that Danny's the villain in The Shining. I, I've read a, that, but I haven't read the actual theory. I've just seen that title. What What does that entail? Um, it posits the idea that um, not to excuse Jack he wouldn't let his dad just write for his, for his alcoholism or uh for accidentally breaking danny's arm while drunk in his youth but it posits the whole idea that in the movie danny makes jack go insane and actually brings in fucking scatman carruthers 
as like the the final nail in Jack Jack's coffin to like see mom he's really that bad and that's why we have to make him die because like he kind of plants the suggestion in that one scene uh, where where he's with Jack and uh, Danny asks like you wouldn't hurt mommy would you so that it's like he's putting the shining in him it's like you can do all this other bullshit but you can't hurt my mom and i think that's a that's a fun way to look at the movie it's a little bit differently uh uh when 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 chelsea and i did the uh the episode where the monsters aren't usually the villains in some movie i it's always nice to just kind of look at a movie a little bit differently and go oh wait a second maybe this character is worse than you know popular society believes or better than popular society believes it's just a fun way of revisiting familiar territory in mm. my opinion so it's interesting you bring up uh you know like you have this monster but it's not so much the villains like what do you think of mama then mama i haven't seen since uh it came out in the theaters and uh that movie to me is uh what would happen if uh my girlfriend and i suddenly got kids like if my sister and my brother-in-law perished and we found my niece and nephew just full-on fucking feral someplace And then it's like, well, guess what? Now your parents, which is something uh, neither of us ever wanted, would agree to, or even thought about ahead of time. But, you know, uh, we do our best. And if there was some kind of supernatural entity involved, well, we'd kind of be fucked, but we'd do what we could. Um, <laughs> Uh, that is the most attractive I've ever found Jessica Chastain because she's playing bass and wearing a misfit shirt. And to my eye, that's basically a subliminal way of the film saying, Rick, you must fall in love with this woman. And uh, I, I did, but only in that role. What about Crimson Peak Jessica Chastain? Just aesthetics, Ooh. not personality. Um, <laughs> just, not personality, just yeah, aesthetics. Yeah, ignore her being crazy. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. ignore who she is. <laughs> Do not love her as much because she's not representing the misfits and playing the bass. Uh, that's true. That mm-hmm. that was not her character in Crimson Peak, but <laughs> I do love how her, her like character yeah. <laughs> Great outfits, but but you know, they don't make they 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 don't make my heart go thump. Aw. She would be upset to hear that. Yeah. I think she's doing she's just fine. Now, like, written off. Yeah. Oh, well. Alas. What can you do? It's the most depressed I've ever heard you. Yeah. Oh, you. When I'm depressed, I try to become like a cat and just fucking slink off some furniture yeah 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 scratch uh sharpening my my fingernails on the couch and not bothering anyone with with my sadness but hey therapy works and luckily that doesn't happen as much you're not um, sharpening your nails as your claws as much anymore uh to, to go back into you know children you want to beat uh you want to beat yes 
Let, let, let's talk about Sam in when, the Babadook. I love that you said to go back yeah, to I that. love that you bring When we, we were talking about beating children. We, <laughs> the kids we want to beat up. No, we talked about spanking children. Oh, the spanking. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yes, and, and Sam from the Babadook is one of those kids. But you want to beat? Yeah. That's, That's an annoying child. <laughs> I liked the Babadook. I didn't, I mean, I liked it. I really enjoyed it. I think it was overhyped for me by the time I watched it, which is wow. my own fault. I waited so long to watch it and everyone kept telling me how much they loved it. And it was like the best of its year. And yeah, I liked it. And the kid, the kid annoyed the hell out of me, though. <laughs> did you see it, Vicky? I did, but uh, honestly, my favorite thing about the Babadook, um, this isn't a kid thing. I just love that somehow the Babadook became, like, for Pride Moms, this LGBT, like, yes. mascot. <laughs> that was my favorite thing. One of my, one of my other favorite things going off of that is there's that uh, woman on Twitter. I think she's a writer. She went to a Halloween party and she thought it was a dress up Halloween party and she went dressed up as the Babadook like all out and nobody there was dressed up. And I she took that. a picture and it's just her sitting on the couch smiling and people around her. I'm going to have to find it. It was hilarious. It is an amazing thing that a weird uh, mis possibly mistaken categorization on Netflix made this horror movie monster into a gay icon but i also fucking love it you know going through streaming services now i'll be looking at stuff by genre and i'm like this doesn't belong like as much as i love lynn shea her movie room for rent which you can watch on amazon that's not a fucking comedy why is it in there <laughs> but but that'll happen but yeah the 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 a woman's grief manifesting itself as a monster is a great idea for a film. But again, to have a kid that definitely needed some Latin dad guidance, and by guidance, I mean a couple firm slaps on the butt to keep that child from screaming in the back seat, uh, could have straightened things out a little bit. <laughs> that's but fair. that's me. What do I know? Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> trying to think of like creepy kids that that yeah I definitely was just straight up annoyed by I feel like I never really was because of their purpose in the movies I don't know I'm trying to think of one that just really annoyed me what about I, you Vicky you're looking pensive at the moment uh I don't know one of the have you guys ever heard uh it's a that's a musical, but have you guys ever heard of the guy who didn't like musicals? No. No. Enlighten me. Sure. Um, so, you know, um, it was about 10-ish years ago, uh, like those Harry Potter musicals were incredibly popular. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So the company that made that, um, some of the company members and its star kids, uh, very recently, the past like two or three years, started making their own original musicals and they're really good and they're all kind of horror based but the first one they made was the guy who didn't like musicals and the basic plot of it is there's a guy who doesn't like musicals but what happens is a lot of the times in musicals you know they'll just randomly 
break out into song and like you know everyone starts singing and everything but the guy who didn't like musicals bases it in that if everyone around you just randomly started breaking out into song and like choreographed dance it would be the creepiest fucking thing like you go into like a grocery store and then all of a sudden every single customer just starts breaking out into like a choreographed song like that would be creepy um, and it's sort of like if Body Snatchers was a musical, but, oh man, I'm trying to figure out a way to say it without spoiling it. Um, eh, I'll spoil it. Uh, so I'm sold already, so. It's so good, and the whole thing's on YouTube. Uh, but basically, there's the daughter of one of the characters that when people start getting uh, sort of possessed by this need to sing out um one of the characters is like a 17 year old daughter um that two of the main characters has to go and rescue but when they get here it turns out she already turned so when they get to the school it's like oh nobody's there and then she pops out and you're like oh it's her like we found her and then she starts singing and you're like oh shit but it's, uh, I don't know, that was just one of the first uh, things that popped in my head of, like, showing, I don't know, the characters that can all, you know, nobody's safe kind of thing. No, that's so interesting. I really want to watch that. It's Check amazing. it out. It's really good. Now you've got two things to watch. I know. Look at me. <laughs> my list is growing. Uh, but as we wind this down, I want to mention one of the, the, the most surprising ones, the ones that that I really enjoyed the first time I saw it, and that's Henry in The Good Son, as portrayed by Macaulay fucking Culkin. Mm, oh my god, yes, that movie was wild with Elijah Wood. Yeah, I completely forgot nice. about that movie. Mm-hmm. Holy crap! And 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 being older than than the both of you when that came out, that was basically, even though it was you know Culkin's dad who like made him take this part and like used it as leverage among the studio for like another home alone movie if they had let him do this like that's basically shattering the cute typecast version of macaulay culkin that we all knew particularly that close-up of him telling elijah wood don't fuck with me oh my god it's too good i love the ending when he's like mommy i love you and she's like Nope, you're bad. Drop the yeah. yeah. Which child? Uh, this one's going to go on to do Lord of the Rings. I will save him. Yeah. <laughs> I love Macaulay Culkin, and I love all the, uh, the theories um, or the fan canons that people make that uh, his character Kevin from uh, Home Alone becomes Jigsaw <laughs> because he's doing such sociopathic up. things. And um, the torture that he's um, putting on Joe Pesci and uh, the other guy's name, I unfortunately Dana Stern. Yeah. And um, then there was a short film that Macaulay Culkin did a couple of years ago where he plays an adult Kevin and he's a complete psychopath and it's hilarious. And um, it's somewhere on YouTube. I, I recommend watching it. But, you know, Macaulay Culkin is not a not a... Mm stranger to creepiness but in the good son oh i remember that ice skating scene that was a crazy movie i haven't 
haven't seen it since the 90s, but it stuck with me. I want to watch it again. Me too. Ooh, throwing, um, throwing it out there. Fun, creepy kids. Uh, Wednesday yeah. Adams. Oh, yes. Wednesday Adams. Um, uh, what's her name? Uh, Winona Ryder's character in Beetlejuice. I forgot her name. But she's uh, a fun, Lydia. Uh, Lydia. Kid. Lydia. She's a fun, creepy kid. But Wednesday Adams is up there for sure. I love her. I, I, I didn't think they were so much as creepy, but I love them as the comic relief. And this is a movie where I actually think it's one of the few examples of kids that can act uh, the kids in The Witch. And I'm speaking specifically for the comedy aspect of Mercy and Jonas, the twins. Uh, <laughs> they're kids that I'm like, I, I could just watch a whole movie of them and Black Phillip out in the woods acting a fool. And, and, and that would be great. And you could even make it a musical and I wouldn't get mad. That'd be the witch part two, electric boogaloo. Yes. A24. Green light that shit. Green light at A24. We come up with the best ideas. I would gladly dress the set and uh, be an executive producer. But yeah, I love I love Wednesday Adams. I'm trying to think of other like fun, creepy kids like that. Um there's um i'm trying to look up the name of it now but there was this musical that came out off broadway in the 90s and it was basically about what the frig is it called um but it's basically about like this little stage kid like this little stage girl who's supposed to be this sort of like shirley temple type who she wants power so much she starts killing the other kids and it's like it's not really a horror, like, you know, there's a horror element because of that, but it's more like a funny, dark comedy musical. Yeah. That sounds so fun. And and another one to close it out. Oh, it's uh, Ruthless, the musical. Ruthless? Ruthless the musical. Mm. You're, you're, you're definitely educating me on musicals, which I'm woefully ignorant about. But I know Chelsea has seen this movie because I loaned it to her years back. But um, have you, Vicky, ever heard of Who Can Kill a Child? Oh God, that movie. I have not. It's a it's a Spanish movie, <laughs> and 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 it's in the vein of Children of the Corn, but they don't go into like so much of a supernatural aspect of it. They show you clips of like how children suffer in war torn areas of the world. So there's this little island off the coast of Spain that this couple goes to, and the kids are just killing everybody. So you have child actors in this mob with machine guns chasing this couple and treating like one person as a fucking pinata. And, and it's, it's delightfully creepy because, and uh, watching it as an adult, it does put you in that situation of like, all right, if that could happen, what the fuck would you do to survive? would you actually be able to kill a kid? Uh, which reminds me uh, in this time of the pandemic, I love that in Brazil where they also have a wannabe fascist president that was telling the population it was the disease was a hoax. Uh, the young gang children of the favelas were out there fully armed convincing people, and I say convincing in air quotes, uh, to stay home for the benefit of their neighbors. And that, we, we can learn from the youth, I think. We can. I mean, you yeah. don't listen to them. 
bad shit happens. <laughs> yeah, you better yeah. watch it. <laughs> so as we bring this all in for Landon, Vicky, tell the people where they can find you if they want. Oh, snap. Uh, yeah, I have an Instagram. It's literally Vicky Martin NYC. Um, I'm in a horror theater company. We're working yeah. on a play right now that hopefully when theater starts opening, hopefully <laughs> in September, uh, we can just send it out. Um, our company's called Human Pincushion Productions. I think we're on YouTube, Instagram, like literally everywhere somehow. Awesome. Yeah, I, I have my fingers crossed because I would love to check it out. You know, we we got to support the artists when we get the opportunity to do so. Chelsea, what about you for our wonderful listeners that want to find you out and about uh, via way of the interwebs? You can catch pictures of just my cat and me drinking wine on Instagram and Twitter. Just look up Chelsea Bennington. That is my compelling content for right now. <laughs> it, it, it's good cat content. It is good uh, cat content. Right. And follow Spooky Doings Improv on Facebook where you'll get information about the podcast. And when we can eventually do improv again, there'll be information mm -hmm. about those shows. Spooky Doings on Instagram for all the fun podcast stuff that we're doing uh, as I run out of pictures uh, that Chelsea and I did uh, when we were wandering through Salem, Massachusetts. The good old days. Yeah. yeah. The good old days. That photo <laughs> really came in handy for, for <laughs> posting about the episodes but that's okay uh one day we'll make more um but in the meantime everybody stay safe stay healthy mm -hmm. and stay spooky we love you till next time